All right, what's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of greater Idaho. I am the one-armed madman. And with us today, we have got senatorial candidate from the great state of California, Miss Denise Gary Pandel. How are you tonight? Oh, I've just, I'm working night and day, so I, it's it's really quite the schedule these days. I can't imagine. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and um, what made you decide to run for Senate here in California? It's a big decision. It is, it is, and I really, I prayed about it quite a bit. I had been engaged to a gentleman who, like myself, had had top secret clearances. His name was Philip Haney. He was found killed on the side of the road. He was a founding member of the Department of Homeland Security. And as a founding member of the Department of Homeland Security, the mission after 9-11, which was the purpose of creating DHS, the purpose of DHS was to secure the country and to prevent prevent nefarious individuals from coming into America, coming into California. And uh, and of course, that includes Islamic terrorists. It includes any any organization, any saboteur, anybody that would be involved in sabotage against the United States of America. And when Biden was, uh, when Obama and Biden were elected, they literally changed the mission. And so of, of DHS, And so it became a very politically correct organization where you no longer were involved in going after some, you know, individuals that were tied to terrorist groups or criminal networks like it was meant to do. So Philip knew a tremendous amount of information. I had had top secret clearances. So I always had to work my way through school and, um, I just, while I was working my way through graduate school, it just happened that um, I was recognized by the chair of the School of International Relations um, and, uh, you know, political science is an academic discipline and international relations is part of that academic discipline. And they were impressed by me. So I was recommended to work for a think tank Mm. called Analytical Assessments Corporation. And it was a fabulous thing because it helped me get through graduate school, right? I still had to get student loans, but I was able to get through school. And um, and I worked for, you know, organizations like the Department of Defense. Well, our think tank did work for uh, the, the DOT, the CIA, President Reagan, uh, when he was in office. Um, after you know our Marines were blown up in Beirut, Lebanon, if you recall, there was tremendous concern about terrorism. And the Party of God has been in South America, Central America, Mexico, and of course is throughout the United States. And and this is a, this is a serious issue. And when you couple groups like Hezbollah, the Party of God, with drug cartels that are involved in human trafficking, it becomes extremely more dangerous to the United States. So anyway, after I worked for that think tank and finished up grad school and worked a little bit longer there, I was in, I was recommended to go work for a multinational corporation called <clears throat> Eaton, Information Management Systems Division. And we worked on 
workstations that helped our agents, our, our military intelligence or CIA intelligence that are out there around the globe trying to keep us safe, right? So they, they're they monitoring nefarious individuals and criminal networks. And so you have to, I had to work with a scientist to provide what's called white papers. Yeah. And uh, this was all, this was all incredibly important work. Um, and I continue that. And then I went into education and did consulting work. Uh, and uh, when I saw what Biden did with respect to the energy industry and firing all those individuals that were working to build that uh, Keystone XL pipeline mm -hmm. from Canada to Mexico, which would destroy the United States ability to be energy independent and not be dependent from a, a, a country like Saudi Arabia. California receives most of its energy from Saudi Arabia and Iraq today. So the state of California, you know, your audience is probably saying, why is that dangerous? Why is that dangerous to the United States of America? And all you have to do is turn the pages of history and go back and look at, for example, World War I, the great war to end all wars. We provided the resources to win the great war to our allies. In fact, the British government said, we rose to victory on a wave of oil and the United States of America provided 80% of that oil that won the war. World War II was the United States of America that was able to provide our allies with all of the petroleum needs that our allies and we needed to defeat Imperial Japan and Nazi Germany. And without it, the <clears throat> next war, we will be imperiled if we do not have energy independence. And I want your audience to know that China has now found trillions of cubic feet of natural gas in the South China Sea. They have found billions of barrels of untapped oil in the South China Sea. Russia is a gas station. There wouldn't even be a war in Ukraine right now if we had had a president that was, instead of taxing the oil and gas and uh, coal industry into extinction, if we had had a president that was making sure that we had what it took, we could have said to England and France and Germany and every other ally around the globe, we could have said to them, we will provide you all of your oil and gas needs so you don't have to buy from a Middle Eastern country or from Russia. That's extremely important to be being able for a nation state to defend itself. That's one of the reasons why Japan declared war on the United States because one of the reasons was because Embargo. they wanted our oil and we were telling Japan, if you're gonna keep fighting Russia, we're not gonna give you any oil. The fossil fuel industry is used as leverage when you're negotiating with other countries. It's incredibly important. Also, it's a humanitarian issue. 
our farmers here in California and across this great country need what's called synthetic fertilizers. And it's, it's really, they should call it organic fertilizers because oil and, and you know, this yep. is a natural reason that they, it's, it's organic. <clears throat> we should have that available to us. Our farmers, and I come from Kern County, Kern County and California helps feed the world. California provides 400 commodities globally. So, and we provide over two thirds of all the fruit and nuts that this country eats, two thirds of all the fruit and nuts right out of California that our country eats and the world. And we provide over a third of all the vegetables from our beautiful state. But when you charge the money you charge for diesel fuel and gasoline to truck it or to move it across borders and across national borders, the price goes way up and people can't afford it. There are emerging food shortages in America today and globally. And part of that is due to the cost of energy. Now, this is what we have to, this is the message we have to get out to our, to our adversaries, to the Democrats. So here in California and across our great country, we have the cleanest energy in the world. We have cleaner fossil fuel energy that we produce and sell than Canada or Mexico or any other country. Another reason why we need to be energy independent. Also, our scientists have found a way to capture the carbon emissions off of an oil rig or an oil refinery. It's called CCUS, Carbon, yeah, carbon capture, capture Utilization yep. and Sequestration. We could do that, but when you're taxing we don't need companies it. to death so they'll be destroyed and we'll no longer be able to employ people to do carbon capture, it puts us at risk. And, and we need to get the message out to Democrats that if they care about the environment, why wouldn't we be providing all of our own oil and gas for our own people? It would bring the price of gasoline down so people could afford to eat in California and, and afford medicine and for the things to make life affordable here in California and the United States. But when we're not energy independent, when we don't have an abundance of fuel, and the thing is Saudi Arabia and Iraq turn, turn, turn petroleum on and off, we're at their mercy. And Iran's been attacking oil tankers. In fact, all of the dirty oil tankers that come to California have to flow through the Strait of Hormuz. So, <laughs> When Iran decides to shut down the Strait of Hormuz or attack an oil tanker before that dirty, filthy thing gets to California ports, I mean, it's just we're really at the mercy of the of people that are not necessarily friends of the United States. Yeah, it's, um, you know, in the last 30 years, the greatest thing on uh, in human history has happened, and that is we've brought in 
millions and billions of people out of extreme poverty. And we've done that through free market capitalism and access yes. to fossil fuels. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot that, <laughs> that you went through there, uh, to respond to, but, um, yeah, I mean, the Keystone thing was infuriating to me when they, and the minimization of it, that, oh, it's, you know, all it's going to give us is 30 permanent jobs and it's just going to leak. And, you know, it's just it this, it's just this stupid people were out of work. And it's amazing that they can minimize it to the point where people will just look at it and go, oh yeah, it's just some thing that we don't really need. Energy is the lifeblood of civilization. When I hear that China and Russia are finding more energy. I'm thinking this is good. This is a good thing. There are 2 billion people on this planet that use less energy than a refrigerator right now. And that's their life. The most precious resource in the universe is the human mind. And the only way we're going to be able to utilize those minds is if they have the ability to study and read and learn. And you cannot do that when you're walking back and forth to a river to get water every day. Right. The best thing we can do for everybody else in the world is to make sure that they have access to fossil fuels. And we don't even know how much natural gas is in, on, in the planet. We are not even completely sure how it's made. There are different theories at this point. There could be unlimited natural gas on this planet. And like you said, carbon capture, that's something we can do. I'm all for carbon capture when it comes to industry. There's um, a material called graphene that can be produced through carbon capture. I don't think it's as necessary as a lot of people deem it to be. I don't think that CO2 is as big a problem um, as it's made out to be in the media. Um, the earth is greening at the rate of two times the continental United States in the past 50 years. So that's two times the United States worth of greening. We are meant to think that the deserts are just expanding and taking over everything, which is not, not how, true. not, not even if the worst of the worst of what they say is going to happen in climate change, it is going to mean that the colder areas on the planet get a little bit warmer and the temperate areas on the planet are going to stay about the same. And we if anything, to, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. We need to remind the audience that from the 1940s to the 1970s, people thought that the earth was freezing. Yes. And and so and the temperatures were being lowered. And now they say the temperatures are warming. And that's fine. But it's like point one point. It's not even 1.1%. Warmer is it's good. Point. It's point. I think it's zero one yeah. percent, and and actually, there's close to eight billion people on the planet today, and and it's we could through carbon capture we could process we could process those emissions and we could sell them to a third world country so they could have electricity because that is the one thing that can ramp up and down an electric grid, so. So you can have, on a planet with close to 8 billion people, you can have all the wind farms yeah. here in the United States with 330 million. You can have all the wind farms, all the solar panel farms, and some hydroelectric dams, but you're never 
going to be able to uh, sustain an industrialized country and promote economic growth and prosperity for the American people without fossil fuels. And I just like to say, I thought it was fascinating. The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, just said in front of the country that we needed to have less people in America. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> that I, was I beautiful. That's shocking. Oh, you so know, not only are the di- yes, uh, somebody I think it might have been Thomas Massey was grilling the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy last week, and he was. Oh no, it was Kennedy. It was Kennedy, and um, he was asking him. If the United States went net zero today, how much would that affect the planet? Give me a number. The guy couldn't do it. He goes, well, we're 13% of emissions. So if we stopped, that would be 13% of temperature. And it's like, hold on a minute. If we dropped the temperature on this planet, 13%, we're all freezing to death. We are in an ice age. And that's what we really need to worry about is an ice age. We, heat is a good thing. Heat can be controlled. We can cool at, well, cool the plant down a little bit if we need to. to. But if we need the heat, plants. we need to have the ability to crank it up. If it gets cold yeah. here, the best times in human history have been in the warmest periods. That is an easy, easy um, deal to, to check out throughout the history sure. of time. The, sure. the uh, what would they call it? The Little Ice Age? Things... Yeah civilization went to a crawl for a couple hundred years. And this was just a few hundred years ago. This is not something that happened in the distant past where it was cavemen going, oh, it's a little bit colder. No, this affected actual people. This affected civilization. And it can do it again. There, There's no way. And, you know, the overpopulation thing is... Well, our planet is not overpopulated. It is not overpopulated. No, I've, read, not. I've read... Books and estimates where they think with with a with a decent space space infrastructure, if we can build up in outer space, this planet can support a, a trillion people. Which sounds think- crazy, but if you can build and grow all your food out in space, you can have as many people living on this planet as 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 we want to. Well, we can grow plenty of food here. The problem that we're having here in California and across the nation is we're having water turned off. Yes. So here in Cal, they, they, because of the regulatory environment that's been created by some federal legislation that was passed, it's, I'd like to call your audience attention to NEPA. So NEPA is an act that has to do with the National Environmental Protection Act. And what this has done is it's created bu- bureaucracies where you have unelected bureaucrats that Mm. are creating more bureaucracies that are regulating our lives. So I'd like you to consider that we're paying now $15,000 per household, not just in California, sir, but also across the country. And it's winding up being about a trillion that the American people are spending on regulation. So let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, absolutely. So there's not only an abundance of regulations on the fossil fuel industry. So as the United States Senator 
for this country and as a United States Senator for California, one of the first things I wanna do is work with other conservative Republican senators like Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton and Marsha Blackburn and others to get legislation passed so that we will protect and expand the fossil fuel industry. But then we know that because of NEPA, this created bureaucracies like here in California, we have a bureaucracy called CARB. Ah, I just wrote California. that down on my notepad. That's where I was going. That, California if, Air Resources Board. Why do we have that bureaucracy? Because they want to tell, they've told our farmers, you need to get rid of your tractors and go buy an electric tractor. Well, if you're out there work plowing your field, you don't, you're not going to be able to get an electric charging unit out in the middle of your crops to charge your tractor. That's insane. They're telling truck drivers here in California that the truck across the country, you're going to have to get rid of your diesel fuel trucks. I mean, people can't afford that. Mm -hmm. We have farmers in our state and in other states across our country that are plowing under food crops and are slaughtering their cattle or selling their cattle. That's the food we eat. That's our food supply. Even Biden stood up in front of the country and said, we have emerging food shortages. Why are, are we allowing Democrats to keep being elected to the United States Senate? By the way, I have to say this because I, I, Adam Schiff, who I'm running to defeat, has just raised $8 million. I want to ask people to go to my website, Denise. And I guess you have my name on the screen, yes? Oh, yeah. Denise, yep, yep. We'll have it. D-E-N-I-C-E, Gary, G-A-R-Y, Pandel, P-A-N-D-O-L. There's no hyphen for my website, dot com. I hope people will go to my website and make whatever contribution they can. I have to win this. I have to win this because not only is the energy issue putting us in danger, but <clears throat> these unelected bureaucracies that are being created by Democrats that are controlling our lives like CARB, we have to push back. The, we need to defund, defund. As a United States Senator and working with the House, we can defund federal agencies that are hurting us, that are creating a situation with, in which our cost of living is going up. By $15,000 a year, plus here in California, I don't know about your state, sir, but here in California, I mean, our taxes just went up for gasoline on July 1st. Those taxes need to be eliminated. Yeah. yeah. Our veterans, I, you know, our veterans here in California, veterans in California are charged 100% on every check they receive, their military pension, their retirement pay. I mean, they were willing to fight and die for you and I. They made it through. They're 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 a veteran, they're alive, they're they're maybe in their 70s and 80s now. But here in our state, we're taxing them a hundred percent of their military pension. I want to get elected also to end the taxation. 
again, I'm not sure, sir, about your state or what your people oh, are yeah. doing. They're, they're doing everything they can. They like to raise our property taxes. Well, I want to get legislation passed so that no veteran has to pay a tax on their military pension. While they were doing their duty and supporting America, they were taxed. I don't yeah. know if people realize that, but if you're in the military, you your, be your paycheck is taxed, yeah. just like anybody else's paycheck is taxed. Mm -hmm. So they've already been taxed, but... I'm being taxed. I, I was taxed on my worker's comp. You know, they don't, oh they don't, they don't put it on the paycheck, but it's adjusted for taxes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. They, they try and hide it, but what they do is they, they give you like, um, this is an average, this is what you made average. We'll add some overtime and then factor in taxes. And this is how much you get. So it's kind of rolled up in to the whole deal and you don't have like an itemized section on it, but yeah, they, they adjust it for taxes. Is that nationwide? Do you know? I don't know. I think every workers comp, um, is a different state, state program. State so different. I would imagine it's different state by state, but well, back to carb real quick. This okay. is, this is a, now this is a big deal. Before. Like these are, these are it bad, is. bad people. This is carb is actually like Unelected. a nemesis nemesis of this podcast. I grew up racing dirt bikes. I got my first dirt bike when I was four years old. And mm -hmm. within a few years, they had Rangers out in the middle of the, you were out in the middle of nowhere riding, nobody around you all day. And all of a sudden a Ranger comes up to you and has to check what sticker you have on your fork tube. Do you have a green sticker or a red sticker? Because if you have a red sticker, that means you're not allowed to be out here right now. And also we're going to take a stick and shove it into your muffler and make sure that you have a spark arrester because a two-stroke engine, they have a little bit of oil that drains out of the pipe. And we don't want fires being started, even though there's never been a, a fire started by a two-stroke engine in the history of dirt bikes. So it gets worse. The dirt bike industry did not stand up to these people. They said, uh -huh. okay, here's what we're going to do. They have a hard-on for two-strokes. They really want us to get rid of these two-stroke engines. So what we're going to do is we're going to allow Yamaha to make this badass uh, four-stroke engine, and we're going to let it race. We're going to suspend every rule in the book, throw them all out, and let the, this company do whatever they want because we've got to get carb off our backs. So yes. they do it. And what happens? Carb did not get off their backs. Right away, they started going after the four-stroke. So now you can't ride a four-stroke out in the middle of nowhere either because they get a red sticker. So by acquiescing to these people, now... When I was a kid, you could buy a two-stroke 125, 80, 250 from every dirt bike manufacturer in the world. Now, only a few of them make them. And they're doing the same thing with four-strokes. If you let these people, they will just keep taking and taking and taking until you are in a horse and buggy. That is where they want you. Right. Or mass transit. That way they yes. control your schedule. Yes. You know, they control. As long as they can demoralize you in the process. Well, I, you know, it, to me, it's it's not it's a it's not about demoralization, but but it demoralizes. They us. do. They they like. They I think. And, and a, a, one of the reasons I think control. they really hate dirt bikes is because it's an individualist sport. You're an individual. They love football. They love basketball because the coach is smarter than you. You need to listen to the coach. They'll tell you what to do. You do your job. That's it. Don't ask questions. Don't talk back. Just follow the play the way it was written by someone who was smarter than you. On a dirt bike, you are dependent on yourself. If you're out in the middle of nowhere and the bike breaks down, you better hope you've got a couple of tools underneath your seat because it's on you to fix it. 
And I think they really hate that. I think they hate anything that promotes well, individuals over the collective. I, I think they want control and we're moving closer towards socialism. As, absolutely. I, so if you, it, so if your people are listening in your state to your podcast, I hope they'll call their friends and family here in California. I need their vote because yeah. CARB and, and they're, California Water Board. I mean, yeah, there, there's water many of these boards turned off the water to many of our farmers, in some cases, 97%. So, so why would you turn off the water to farmers that are growing food or providing water for their livestock? It's evil. Cattle, sheep, goats that provide beef or milk or dairy cows. We have a lot of dairy farms in California. Why would you turn off the water when people need food to eat? And and I, I think again it goes back to what Kamala said. Yeah. You know, we need less people They're here evil. in America. We need less people on the planet. We don't need less people, but we do need our water. And one of the things that is important that a lot of people don't know about our state is the Democrats made it illegal to have what's called car uh, rainwater capture system yes i've heard of this this is so insane rainwater capture means that when the rain falls they could capture the water and it would be free of charge i have farmers here in california and ranchers and they say you know what denise i built a well on my property i paid for it with my own money so i built it with my own money on my property and now the state of California is taxing me for every drop of water I pull out for my crops, for my lives, for my animals, whatever. He's having to pay a tax for every drop. This is wrong Sick. here in our state. So I want to, as, the U as a U.S. senator, to not just for the state of California, because... Again, this is happening in other states that oh, are- Oh, it's happening here too. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. They, so, we, we have an aquifer. We live on top of an aquifer here in, in okay. the Treasure Valley that's the size of Lake Michigan. They will tell you in scientific papers that this, is, this aquifer is the size of Lake Michigan. We don't know exactly how big it is. We don't know exactly how it works, but we do know that a little bit less is draining out every year than the year before. So we're going to limit all of your water and call it a shortage and say that we're in drought. It, it's it's all drought. it's all based on conjecture from these people yeah. who will tell you that we don't really understand how this things these things work. We just know that it's going a little bit less. It it makes no sense whatsoever. So here in California, um, we have the Sierra Nevada mountains, right? And when, and when the snow melts, when the snow cap melts every year, all of it runs, well, not all of it, but you know, most of yeah. it runs into the ocean, right? Yeah. If we saved here in our state, five, 5% of that snow melt in dams, in off-stream reservoirs, in rain capture systems, we would have so much water in our state, we would have enough that we would not need to have water regulations. Also, 
the Israelis have developed a system called fog capture. So oh, again, this is on my website. This yeah. is, people can read this and I have links to back up factually everything I've, I'm saying here today and everything I've written. DeniseGaryPandle.com and Denise is spelled with a C. I need your help. I need contributions. I need help. So fog capture, what is that? So the Israelis have found a way where you can pull the moisture out of the air. And of course, we have the Pacific Ocean, literally the California borders, the whole Pacific, right? Yeah. California, the whole border is there on the Pacific Ocean. We could capture the moisture out of the air, process that a, a little bit, and we'd have pure clean drinking water for every beach community in California. But you need energy for that. You got to yeah, have do. energy. You got to have yeah, cheap and plentiful fossil fuels to do something California, like that. California, 100 yep. years ago, used to export to every state in the union all of our oil and gas needs. We have it. Alaska has it. Texas has it. North Dakota has it. States across our country have oil and gas. Just get it and use it. We also have, we should have desalination plants. You know, the environmentalists, sir, these liberal environmentalists say you can't have desalination plants. I'll tell you why you can. They say it hurts the fish, it hurts fish eggs. Well, the Israelis have come up with a, a new, more sophisticated desalination plant. That's how they get most of their water, correct? Yes, sir. And through fog capture, desalination plants, they even have mobile, mobile. Wow. Desalination and, and reclamation. So they can take, like, let's say there's been rain and they've got a dirty, muddy lake or river. They can pull water and they can clean it up. They mm -hmm. call it a re reclaim it reclamation. Yep. And it can provide pure drinking water. It can provide water for a farm, for a ranch. So we have the technology. Yeah. And we have the innovation. We don't need to have drought conditions anywhere on the planet. And we I mean, just need to use what we have available. God given American ingenuity, Israeli ingenuity. Let's use it. Let's bless our people. Let's grow our economy and let's be a blessing to the rest of the world. And you can see it like. California has been complaining about drought for I don't even know how many years. And then you guys get torrential downpours for weeks. And what do they do? Complain they that there's to too the much ocean. water and that we don't know what to do with it. It's, but we do. Of course they do. They don't. Historic. This is why I call it a this is why I called it a deindustrialization movement instead of a climate right. change movement. Because right. every one of these problems can be solved with technology and energy, and they don't want to do it. They with don't the right want people. to do it. Right. Well, I do. Yeah. I do. And there's other Republicans here in our state that want to do that as well. You just have to get elected. So I can get legislation passed that will mandate that every state in the union has to have water infrastructure built yearly. It needs to be mandated. It's not, well, we're not going to do that this year. It's mandated. You do it every year. 
we have to upgrade our infrastructure, but we need new infrastructure so that no state would has the opportunity to say, we don't have enough water for our crops or for our livestock, and we're not going to be able to feed our state or help feed our country or export around the globe because we didn't have enough water. We, you know you know what the Israelis are doing today because of desal, fog capture, reclamation plants, rainwater capture systems? They're exporting water to people that have wanted to destroy them for centuries. And they live in a desert. <laughs> well, it, you'll have to go to Israel. It's not. It's not oh, okay. I I, I I was under the impression that it was fairly dry in the it, most oh, yes. most of. Oh, it was I mean, not not like swamp. desert desert, but I mean, they they live in a very arid, dry climate. Like this right. is not a place that is getting rainstorms constantly or a lot right. of drought. Like this is a dry area, but and they they're making water. Out. They can't. And we can. It out. And you can green the deserted areas in this in the world fairly easily you know they want they have such high ambitions when they want something done but when we point out things that need to be done they don't care for instance we've got about 650,000 miles of transmission lines in this country they want to build another 420,000 miles of transmission lines by 2035 420,000. When you start hearing numbers like that, you go, dang, we must be building a lot of miles of transmission line in this country. And eh, wrong. We got like 400 miles built last year. And to top that off, about 60% of our grid needs to be replaced already. So we're living in a system where they don't want you to have energy. They're shutting down as many power plants as they possibly can. The transmission lines that are connecting you to those power plants are wearing out and need to be replaced. Then you've got some of the biggest villains in the world, um, high school guidance counselors, telling every kid that comes into their office, don't do manual labor. That's for chumps. Go to college. So we've got this grid that needs to be rebuilt. It's got to be expanded by 60%, they say. But... We don't have anybody to do it, and we don't want you going yeah, into that schools, job. Technical, yeah, technical, that's what I was getting are, to, technical yeah, schools. Te technical schools are extremely important. I, I want to emphasize technical schools and support more technical schools because we need to get people certified so they can do the kinds of manual labor skill. It's not, you know, let's not call it manual labor. It is a skilled, skilled labor. labor. It, alignment. I mean, alignment is the most skilled construction job on the planet. You have to do you, things that you would never imagine you had to do for construction. Sure. That's right. They need to get, you need to take classes. You need to learn how to do it. You need on the job training. Uh, you need to be mentored. You need to be certified. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how we build and keep America modern and moving forward in the 21st century. We need these important people that have the skill set to do what needs to be done to modernize our electric grid. But I'll tell you what, there's nothing that's going to ramp up or down an electric grid like oil, gas, and coal. Yep. And we have the cleanest in the world. 
But let's 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 talk about since you brought up education yeah. and, and, and we're about ready to wrap things up. I I understand. Oh, I thought we were doing an hour. If if we're doing oh, oh, are we? if we're wrap, if we're if you've got to go, that's fine. I'd like to ask a different question if you're ready to get oh, out of here. Let me just let okay. okay. Touch on but schools and then about, I've got one more for you if that's okay. Okay. So I have mothers and grandmothers come up to me a lot, you know, on because California, you know, I've been traveling up and down this state since July of 2021, trying to beat Anna. Well. First, I was running against Diane Feinstein, and you know she's bowed out. She she realizes she's no longer able to be a U.S. senator, and so I'm running to defeat Adam Schiff. And you know I'm sure that no one in your state, well, except for a Democrat, wants Adam Schiff to be our next another you know another yeah. Democrat in the United States Senate. Yeah. He's bad news for our country. He is. He's not just bad news for the state of California. He's an He's evil bad man. News for the country. He's yeah, an evil man. Evil. And Katie Porter is worse. So I'm running to defeat Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, and Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee is playing the race card yeah. everywhere. So go to Denise Gary Pandel and make that contribution. But anyway, school choice. There we go. So moms and grandmothers are telling me, my little kindergartner or first grader or second grader or third grader, K through 12. They're going to school and they're having these teachers stand up in front of their their children or grandchildren or nieces or nephews and saying to them, you know, you might be a little boy or you might be a little girl or you might be a homosexual. You might be an animal. We have public school teachers, public school teachers in our classrooms putting kitty litter boxes in their classrooms for that child who wants to be a cat that day to go poop. It's unbelievable. This is crazy. I mean, it is just ridiculous. I want to get legislation passed because we have, what is it, over 21 states now in America where they have Republican governors like Sarah Huckabee Sanders in Arkansas, Ron DeSantis in Florida, and others. I mean, you know, we've got over 20 states now that are providing school choice. So the parents' taxes, the taxes of that family, follow that, those children or child in that family all the way through high school so that the parents or the caregiver can use those tax dollars to pay for a parochial school, homeschool co-ops, uh, you know, uh, uh, an excellent academic school. Uh, all kinds of other kinds of schools, maybe a special needs school, maybe they have a special needs child, and that child really should go to a very special needs yeah. school and, and, and for their best interests. They should be able to pay for it. They should be able to pay for tutoring if that child needs special tutoring. That money is those parents' money, that family's money. Why do they have to give it to a public school? Because, you know, when you increase competition, with private and charter and, and uh, homeschool co-ops and academic, with a public school, what happens? There's competition. And competition creates a situation everybody has to do better, has to perform better. I think this is important. And I think that we need to get legislation passed that will end the Department of Education. The Department of Education is just another bureaucracy. Ronald Reagan 
Well, Ronald Reagan wanted to get rid of the Department of Ed Education. We're paying all these bureaucrats all this money for what? Let's put let's put more control back into the hands of the parents and the local community so those parents can hold those local school boards accountable. I think that's critical. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I'm all for school choice. We, we're even having problems with our schools here in Idaho. My little brother's 10 and he's not going back to school this year. But, um, you know, he'll get a good education and he'll be ready to get into a yeah, job by the time school. he's 16. Just, so, just get him in a homeschool co-op. Yep. All right. So last question for you. Like I said, I'm up here in Idaho. Uh, when I opened the show, I don't know if you caught it, but I, I say transmitting from the future free state of greater Idaho. So the greater Idaho movement, we're, we're making steam up here. We've got 12 counties in Oregon that are, are ready to move into Idaho. Phase one is Oregon. Phase two is California. So if you're in office, I'm not going to go there. You're not I'm going not there. Oh, I'm not going to go there. But I will tell you this. One other thing that's really critical. I don't know if your your listeners are aware of this. They probably are. I mean, most audiences are pretty well informed across the country. You know, not only do we have these terror cells throughout California and across in Idaho and across the country, but many times they're working with these drug cartels out of Mexico. And I want to remind your audience, I don't know if they're undeclared, I don't know if they're independents, Democrats, or Republicans, but I want to say this for the record. Back in 1854, Congress passed a piece of legislation that really triggered the northern half of the United States. What was that legislation? It was the Kansas-Nebraska Act. And the Kansas-Nebraska Act said that for every free state that came into our union, a slave state had to come in. And 10,000 Americans, think about this, Danny, before podcasts and radio and television and before all of that social media, 10,000 Americans knew, came together in a Northern state, I, I think it was Michigan and said, we've got to do something about this slave slavery in America. And so they formed the Republican Party. The Republican Party decided to run a presidential candidate who ran on an anti-slavery platform. His name was Abraham Lincoln, which was a pretty gutsy thing to do because in 1860 to run on an anti-slavery platform here in our nation, it put a great big target on your back, just like that target went on Philip Haney, my late fiance, who also took a stand against the corruption of Democrats in the DHS, put a target on his back. He was killed too. Abraham Lincoln wound up being murdered for taking a stand against slavery. Yeah. But through his position as president and through Ulysses S. Grant, the 18th Republican, well, the 18th president of the United States, who was also a Republican. The 13th Amendment ended slavery in America. The 14th Amendment provided equality and the 15th Amendment provided the vote. Now the Democrats are back in power. They have opened up our borders, Canada border, border with Mexico. People are coming into the country through ports of entry like airports, 
ports of entry, through ships ports at ports of entry. They are not following the law. This administration is not following federal law. So oh, federal that's law, what they that's what they do. Their job is to break the law. I mean, the break, the constitution the is is uh, at this point to them it's a set of loose instructions, not rules that need to be abided by. Right. You know, and we need to make and, crime illegal again in America and we need to make crime illegal again in California. So let me just finish. So with open borders, they violated, which is an impeachable offense, they violated Title VIII, Section 1182. So Title VIII, Section 1182, there's a link on my website that you could just click on and read. It says anybody that comes into the United States is supposed to have documentation that shows that they have permission to enter, that they have no criminal ties, they've committed no crimes, they have a clean bill of health. They've been checked out by a physician and they have a clean bill of health and that they're not going to become a ward of the state. In other words, we're not going to give them your tax dollars and my tax dollars. We're not going to provide them housing. We're not going to provide food. We're not going to provide clothing and we're not going to provide them a bus ticket or a plane ticket to go wherever here in the United States. That's not that's not legal. That's a federal crime under Title VIII, Section 1182. So people in DHS or the Department of Justice or the FBI that are allowing this to continue are violating federal law. We need to clean house. We need to clear out the leadership in these institutions because we need to get back to following US law and the constitution and the Constitution says that the president is supposed to protect this country against foreign invasion. And I don't know about the city where you live, but the city where I live here in Kern County, there are, I mean, there's <laughs> 3 million people, 4 million people that have come across our border since Biden. I mean, that's, that's larger than, than I think most cities in America. That's called an invasion when you have that many, that many people crossing a border. So this, the, these are basics. These are fundamentals. These, these are just, these, these are laws that we need to get back to enforcing. And I want you to know that as a US Senator for our country and for the state of California, I am going to work overtime to hold these people accountable I want them impeached or removed from office, and we need to get people in there that are actually going to obey the law. And there needs to be constant oversight to make sure they do. I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to say that. Yeah, you know, and and I I applaud you to what you're doing. You know, my my advice to my friends and family in California has been: get out of there. You need to leave. Um, no, no, don't but, get out. But Still, as I'm as me. I'm saying, fight with when, me. When we have when we have institutions like CARB who are setting policy that affects companies around the world. I mean, Suzuki, it affects our nation. Yamaha, the these are, country. these are Japanese com countries we need. And I would argue that these, these institutions are not reformable. Uh, I would say oh, that they CARB they can be defunded and eliminated. Yeah. I think they need to go, um, you know, just doing regulatory capture them. or taking away their money. That can be overdone by the next person that gets in. And, and 
you know, hopefully they're not going to go back. Hopefully you get in and they don't go back crazy again for a long time. <laughs> but at right, some point the, the tides tend to flip. And I think that we yeah. got to get rid of, you know, intelligence right. agencies, uh, carb, all of these, there's a lot of things that need to go. So I, I really hope that you get in there. I hope Thank you make you. some noise. Uh, I know it's going to oh, be I've hard. I've been making noise up and down this state, sir, and almost every, I haven't gotten to every county. We have 58 counties in yeah, California. Yeah, it's a huge state. It's massive. It's a huge state, but I've gotten to the most of them. I still have, I'm still looking at my map, and I'm thinking I still have a few more counties to get to. I'm trying to get everywhere. Yeah, you got to get up north. Get up north of Sonoma County. Oh, North of Sonoma County, up in the Triangle, th those are the areas that are going to be very receptive to your message, I think. What, what what areas did you say? Uh, Sonoma County, Mendocino County, Humboldt. Uh, what's the other one up there? Yuba. Those are been, those yeah, are I've those been. are area. That's where I grew up, and and those people are not happy with the state that they're living in. I can I can promise you that. My friends and family that are still living in Cloverdale and. Lake County surrounding areas, they're pissed. They are well, pissed and they should show. be. Oh, absolutely. They should, be. they should be. They should be. I was up in Siskiyou County uh, last month and I did a video which put was put out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, well, Truth Social, I don't think does videos. But anyway, I did a video. I got out <laughs> in, in the rain in my high heels. I was wearing a suit because I had spoken earlier that day. And I called attention to the nefarious activities by illegal Russians, or maybe they're illegal, but they're a criminal network that's that's growing those marijuana grows in Siskiyou County. Oh, yeah. And they're that's... contaminating the water with a chemical treatment that they're using on those marijuana grows, which are also illegal. Yes. So we've got Chinese, Russian, and the Hmong people, some of which I believe have come here illegally, some probably legally, but they're involved in, in criminal activity and the sheriff's team up in up in the Siskiyou area in that particular area where I was um Montague etc they didn't have the manpower to get rid of them and I I I took the car with a uh Aaron Aaron um Aaron Ryan I believe is a the senior field rep for uh Congressman Lamalfa and we drove in there and they started monitoring us. They started bringing out all their trucks. But I got out on the side of the road and I did a video and I talked about it. And I was in Yuba County as well. So I hope you'll share this show. Oh, out. absolutely. I need, absolutely. I need their vote. I yeah. need their vote. Sir. Yeah, you do. You I know, need their and help. like you said, you got to fight. Uh, California is the most beautiful. I lived in San Francisco for five years. It's the most beautiful city in the world if you clean it up. You just exactly. got to clean it up. It's not going to be hard. Somebody can get in right. there and in a couple of years, they could have that city cleaned up really quick. If you got a exactly. good business person in there, somebody who's ran a business, who knows how the market works, right. who can put the right people in, who can defund the right places, can shut down the right things. You could have that city cleaned up in a year exactly. or two. No problem. Exactly. And it'd be Let's right back to the most beautiful city again. in the world. It, it's, it's so heartbreaking and 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 it makes me mad it, it's yeah. it, it makes well, me mad be. because it's they're destroying to... something beautiful yes they're destroying my, my something mother, beautiful i yeah, i used to drive into that city going over the golden gate bridge as a kid and you'd look at it and you go my gosh it's 
how did people build this bridge back then? You know, like just, it's an amazing city. Everything about it is incredible. When I tell people up here that I used to live there, they look at me like I'm from a different planet. How could you live there? And it's like, dude, the, 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 the way that people think San Francisco is now is sad. People up here should be looking at me going, Oh man, you got to live in San Francisco. How great must that have been? That's the reaction that I should be getting. Not, are you insane? What is wrong with you? So yeah, we need to get, we need, we got to get it cleaned up. And I, I really You're hope here. you get in there to do it. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You Denise, so it's been a pleasure having you on and, and Thank we'll, you. we'll keep up and, and keep uh, looking at your progress sure. and hoping Thank that you're you. going to get out there and win. Get out there and Thank make you. some noise, Denise. Thank and, you. And, and tell your people to share everything on social media they can that they see on me. Because Absolutely. Because that helps build name recognition. Absolutely. All right. Good night, okay. everybody. Good night.